On today's episode of Gathering the Kings. We go to a lot of showers and we see a lot of really nice bathrooms. And a lot of these showers are not waterproof correctly. And we have to tear out a brand new shower because it's leaking. Yeah. So I make sure that my guys are trained with waterproofing and that they do a really solid job with waterproofing. And the office understands all the components of it, how to. The education is huge with my team. It really is. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. Today on the King stage, I've got Jeff Curran, my brother. How you doing? Chaz, what's up, man? Everything's good. We're, uh, you know, we're just- we were- we were just talking sweating. about our beards. You're sweating, but we're talking about our beards. Um, for the listeners that are listening on Spotify and Apple, this dude right here has got another great beard. This is like a bearded podcast today. It is. It is. And I, I take pride in my beard just like you do. So Exactly. I'm thinking that maybe this show, we don't have any sponsors. Maybe we should get a beard, uh, a beard oil or some sort of a company, beard company, to sponsor this this episode, we're we're so looking good over it. Yeah, I got a buddy named the Bearded Bricker. He he takes a lot of pride in his beard too here in Dallas. So I think I we could probably imagine it would be difficult to keep a beard in that yeah. industry. Well, my my wedding picture back here behind me, almost all of us have beards. So yeah, that's my that's my people. I'm gonna have to meet your people. Yes, sir. What what kind of business do you have, Jeff? We do residential remodeling. Uh, we do some commercial remodeling. We do some real estate investing, but our primary business is residential remodeling. Kitchens and bathrooms is probably 85% of it. I love it. And you've got a specialty inside of that even, right? We started in tile. That's where we yeah. cut our teeth is tile. And, and I think that's what most people hire us for is the detailed tile work. Yeah. Um, you know, really big, elaborate showers, a lot of patterns, a lot of deco you know, the, the fine cuts, the miter cuts, yeah. all the stuff that, that makes the shower look, you know, premium and, and top notch. That's, that's our specialty. Yeah. You know, it's obviously I'm in Kansas city and you're in Texas, so I, I couldn't have the opportunity to hire you, but we just had, we just had a home built and it is just, as you just said, one of the highlights of the home, um, as we're taking friends through or folks that want to see it is our master shower from, I mean, and I wouldn't have thought about it because I'm not like, you know, I'm in and out for two minutes. Like, what's a shower to me, you know? But people walk in and there's just certain places in the house. And this is absolutely one of them where they go, wow. And it's the tile, it's the detail, it's the pattern, it's the size. It's like, the, it's like a grand entrance to the shower. Uh, that's, and that's why people have tile inlays in their entryway. That's why people have big tile mosaic fireplaces and you know it's just the focal point of a lot of things the backsplash all your all your really luxury things are tile related 
you can have nice carpet, you can have nice wood floors, but the tile is really where the, the luxury comes in in the kitchens and bathrooms. You know, it's so funny that you're saying this and, and, and we don't have to hang on this point for very long, but I think it's good for the audience and also even folks that, you know, that listen to this. When I think about my home now, now that you say it, those keep those places that I just described where the wow comes out. It's those, it's those places that you just said, it's the, it's the master bath with the tile. It's the, it's the kitchen backsplash and it's the tile behind our fireplace. Incredible. Yes. I do details. Yeah, it's the details. Um, and, and like you said, it's the upscale perspective um, that it works. Well, you're, you're obviously doing more than that, um, but, but man, um, it sounds like that's like the hot spot for you. I want to Client, know. Clients need more than that. Clients need more than that. It, yeah. it, that's how you get a lot of your tiled jobs is they don't want to go find a plumber. They don't want to go find an electrician. They don't want to go find a right. painter. They want to talk to one person and that one person can do everything. So they hire you to do all of it. And yeah. again, the, the finished product is the tile work. That's the most that, you know, the most visible thing is the tile. So, you know, people look for somebody who can do everything encompassing and right. that lands us our really big projects, really, yeah. really big projects. So yeah, and I, I'm going to, I want to talk about this here in a minute. Um, Cause obviously what you're describing is this natural progression in business. You got started, you cut your teeth, like you said, and then you figured out that there's more to the story of what your capabilities are, what your team can handle, you as the owner, your mindset, I'm sure, grew through that process of being able to have this more of a GC perspective. And so I definitely want to get into that. Before we do, though, you've been building this and you've been very successful. And then now you're even continuing to do it. And my question is why? Like, what's the bigger picture for you? I'm always looking into the future. Uh, I, Of course, we have to, we have to stare at the day-to-day stuff, but I'm always thinking bigger and thinking more. Um, we, we've got a big showroom coming that we're building here in Rockwell. Uh, so that's, you know, I've had a showroom for 12 years and just the, the bigger picture of leaving something for the family and, you know, having something that's, that's going to be here. I, I, we, we've been leasing a showroom and that just, it burns me up every month I pay rent. It just, it burns me inside. So, you know, this. The showroom we're building now is the thing that's going to be left, you know, to the family and make it a, a family business for years to come. Yeah. What, what about family has you, I mean, pushing so hard? I mean, obviously <clears throat> I'm sure we can come up with a lot of cliche, you know, things, but like each one of us have that little, that little burning thing inside of us. And for you family, what does that mean? What does that look like in your world? Uh, three kids, uh, two college graduates the idea that they can continue on what we've started and yeah you know my my wife works with me but she has her own stuff too so you know we're both very self-motivated you know very entrepreneur type people and um the the two of us when we came together it really made a team that was able to take things to the next level and and really push you know the our our business up the ladder and The type of projects we've been taking recently are, are just, it just scaled amazing. Honestly, it's amazing. You, you've hit on a point here that, you know, sometimes we get to, um, sometimes we don't depending upon the guest, but this decision of the spouse or, you know, a partner, significant other, yet I feel the exact same way of what you just said. Like, I know that I can run way faster because of my wife, even though like you guys, you know, she's kind of, she kind of does her thing. I kind of do mine, but 
the way I see it is that she she has her lanes, I have mine, and I don't need to worry about her. She doesn't need to worry about mine. So therefore, we can just run fast, you know, go fast. Talk about that decision. Like, did you did you did you meet her and did you know that ahead of time? Was that like you guys met young like we did? You didn't really have a clue, and it kind of just worked out. Like, tell us about that a little bit. No, we we were married. We were married six years ago, and I think when we met, we we both had kind of been on our own journey, and yeah. we both had kids and. You know, coming together, that it it just made things exponentially grow, and um, we we both had our own houses. We we came together. We built one massive house for our family. Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, it's you know, it's eight thousand square feet. We moved both of our parents in. Wow! Um, so it's you know six acres, and we just made sure that like our whole family was going to be taken care of. I love that, and. And, and neither one of us had a lot of money. It wasn't like we were, we were filthy rich, but being able to come together and use our brains and figure out how to do it. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's made, it's made us both successful. And you know, that, that's what I look forward to is leaving this for our kids and leaving the business for our kids and, you know, just not having, not having to see them struggling. Not, like I said, they're both college graduates. They both have, you know, they don't have really good jobs yet. But they both have the potential. The older kids have the potential to do all kinds of things. And they both and they work in the business. Yeah. Our daughter takes the professional photographs after the jobs are done. Yeah. My son's a really good carpenter. I don't I don't know where he learned it, but he's a really good carpenter. <laughs> so That's awesome. you know, having having those skills and being being business orientated people already. Yeah. Yeah. Whether they continue our business or not, they're gonna be successful. And modeling ourselves for them i think that's that's the reward for me it's not it's not a monetary reward it's just the fact that i know that they're seeing us be successful and that they're going to be successful because of they what they've seen with us yeah such a simple principle but mm. it fires me up just thinking about it i've got young ones so we're in different stages but every decision that i'm making i'm going okay how's this going to affect the next 10 20 40 years how what are my grandkids going to think about this? You know, that's tough to be able to apply that level of thinking to the day to day. Grandkids, you're making me sweat. <laughs> that's, that, that's a tough one. Well, I, yeah, well, because it, it <laughs> for you, it's like, you know, I don't want to say around the corner, but in 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 comparison to me, it's around the corner, and so maybe it's a little easier for me because it's still like out there, you know. <laughs> I can talk about it and I have to worry about it anytime soon. Well, it's obvious with my gray and, and your non-gray that, that I'm a lot closer than you. So, <laughs> Hey, but that's the natural progression, you know, like having kids myself, I have been able to have the perspective of the interactions of grandparents and it has given me a whole nother light of going, okay, here's what I want to be when, when I'm Papa, you know, um, because it's different. And, and I love being dad, don't get me wrong, but to be able to, like you said, take what I've been able to do, learn and instill into my children, obviously through, it's going to look different than to my grandkids. Cause it, that's going to be their job to instill in their kids. But, um, but to ha to watch that flow through multiple generations and then to be able to like connect with the next generation below them, my, my kids, my grandkids, you know, like. I just get so fired up thinking about that. I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of weird. No, no. I, I, I can tell you, you know, my, my dad, he worked 45 years for one company. 
gigantic company and no college education, just got in there, started working and worked his way up the ladder. Uh, when he retired, he helped me with my business. He became part of, cause I, I was a guy in the truck and I had a helper and right. we were just doing jobs and doing our best and, yeah. you know, meeting, meeting new people, trying to grow the business. And when he came in, he, he took it where I was writing all my invoices on pieces of paper and napkins and he put it on spreadsheets and he started showing me financially what the business was doing and what it needed to do better. And yeah. his, his expertise helped me grow my business to where now I can do it on my own. I don't, I, you know, he's fully retired now. He had a heart attack in January and he's recovered and, you know, now I'm able to take over all of it because of his health. And, yeah. you know, that, that's something that if one of your viewers sees and they, they want to bring in a family member, gotta be a good family member, but if they want to bring in a family member, that's gotta be one of the best things you can do is somebody you really can trust, whether it's a dad, an uncle, a brother, somebody who's really you know, those, those family members, they can really help you take it to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. As you said, you know, it's gotta be a good one. Cause there's obviously the plenty of people out there that say, don't partner with anybody, especially family. And then I talk to guys, you know, that their whole life has been centered around their brother or their uncle, or like you just said, their cousin, you know, whatever. And, and it's worked out great. So I think there's some, definitely some key components there that make it great. Um, but you kind of given us a little bit of how you got started a little bit. You kind of, you inkling that, you know, you were you and a guy in a truck and kind of just going job to job. Tell us why tile, like, how'd you get started? Kind of give us the very beginning, like why even owning a business? I, I needed a job, you know, honestly, I applied several places and at that time there was not too many people hiring. I wasn't college educated. I had some college under my belt, uh, but I, I just needed a job and, God was willing to offer me 15 an hour and you know, it was, it was decent money. So I started just doing tile jobs for him, just cleaning grout and, you know, doing little things. And then he offered me 25 an hour. And at that point I realized, okay, there's probably a lot of money in this because if he's willing to pay me 25 an hour, I, I could probably go do this on my own. And I, I started coaching football, coaching my oldest kid and, I met a plumber, I met another plumber and I met another plumber and they all needed tile guys. I said, wait a minute, there's definitely a market for this. I, I never thought, you know, tiles just in the shower. I never thought about what, what the real, you know, moneymaker was here. And, you know, from meeting all those people and, and I've always kind of just been a, a person who can meet people and just kind of talk to them and they want to talk to me. And yeah, so yeah, I just growing it that direction. And, you know, I, I, I did, I worked for the tile doctor two years. And, and after that I took off on my own and, uh, it's just kind of been, it's been history after that, as far as, you know, it's, we struggled, we, we struggled because when you do good work, everybody wants you. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't, and you don't get the right people to bring along with you, you really struggle, right? You're chasing behind people. You're fixing things they don't do right. Right. Um, you're paying people for nothing. So yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, growing pains when you're hiring people in the beginning, but yeah, once, once you find that good network of people, most, most of my guys have been with me for five to 10 years. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's just consistency. That's paying people properly. 
That's right. making sure they're taken care of on the jobs and that you do the additional things they need. If they need another bag of material, you make sure they get it. You don't, yeah. you don't wait. You make sure they get it. That way their job's finished. And, yep. you know, we try to do that as a team. I try to make sure that I have three ladies that work in the office and they're all solid. Like they, they all have good experience in, in construction and I make sure I train them well. That's another thing. I, I promote the education with my, my crew. I make sure they understand what they're using. You know, new products that come out, I make sure that they're trained on them. They don't just go out and try it. They, right. they need to understand how to use it. And, you know, I send them to, to classes. There's a, one product we use is called Sluter. Okay. It's, uh, it's the underlayment, the waterproofing for tile, which is the important mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, exactly. Cause we, we go to a lot of showers and we see a lot of really nice bathrooms and a lot of these showers are not waterproof correctly. And we have to tear out a brand new shower because it's leaking. Yeah. So I make sure that my guys are trained with waterproofing and that they do a really solid job with waterproofing and the office understands all the components of it, how to use it, you know, what, what's proper and what's improper, like what, like how to, and yeah. the education is huge with my team. It really is. Yeah. And so you kind of just gave, you gave a struggle and a solution all in kind of like the same um, story there, which I love. The struggle was hiring, which I think everybody can relate to, and especially in today's environment. And so you're part, part of your solution to that. You had mentioned paying good, taking good care of them, making sure that they have what they need, make their job as not, it sounds weird to say as easy as possible, but they're a professional. Let them do what they do, fill in the gaps around that so they can do what they do and not have to be frustrated is what you're saying. But then the last piece I want to just kind of hone in on because the listener is the guy in the truck or maybe they're a guy and, and five guys with them with a truck or two. They haven't hit the million dollar mark yet. And so what they're trying to do is they're trying to pull things from your story here today. They go, okay, what do I need to implement today? Or maybe it's a, a, a guy running a, you know, um, he's a dentist, you know, and he's got him and he's got one hygienist, you know, and it's the same, it's the same, it's the same yeah, across the board. Right. And so <clears throat> the last piece, the training piece you have invested into not only the folks doing the work, but then also the staff in the office that's communicating with the client you've invested in training. What has been the biggest, I mean, obviously then, then they're trained, but like, what's the outcome of that? What, like, what's the benefit of spending all this time and money and effort into getting them to a professional level is what, to, what I'm hearing you say. I, I need them to be smarter than the homeowner every time. Every time I want my people to be smarter than the client, even they don't have to act like it, but they need to understand whenever the client has a problem, they, they either need to answer and solve the problem or they need to be able to contact the right person to help solve that problem. Right. So them being on site and not having to call Jeff for every single thing right. has been the biggest benefit. If, if I wasn't training them well, I wouldn't even be able to be on this call because I would right. just be answering phone calls and I wouldn't right. be able to do anything else productive because I would just be answering phone calls with problems and how do we fix this and what do we do here? And right. Right. So that's been, that's been the biggest win for me is, is that you train them. They can take off on their own. If you don't talk to them for a whole day, nothing went wrong. Everything right. went smooth and, and they were able to solve every problem. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to get into a couple of things here because we're on such a great vein. I want to keep it right here. The mindset of the listener, 
not because necessarily they want to be limited. They're listening because they want to be unlimited. But but their limited thinking is what's got them where they are. And so we're trying to open it up for them. Okay. So what, what I'm hearing you say in all of that is, number one, you had to hire people. Because if you hire people, they're doing the task and then they're going to have questions, which then led to maybe you weren't doing the work, but then now your phone's blown off the hook with questions. So it's like this, actually this two-step process of being willing to hire, being willing to give it away, being willing to let someone else be the expert, right? Because you're talking about high-end tile. You're talking about, man, if this something messes up, I'm going to have to come in behind. But, but I'm going to give that away because if I don't give it away, I can't grow. I can't open my thinking to a bigger way of thinking. But then right behind that is if you don't train him, do you think he wants to call you all day long? Do you think that that is an environment where he constantly doesn't know what to do and he no. feels great about it at the end of the day when he, he comes home or she goes home and, and, they, and their spouse says, how was the day today? And they're like, oh, I can't wait to go back tomorrow. I had, I had no idea what I was doing today. I had to call the, the boss 14 times. Like, no. So then now, now we're talking about the listener who's like, I can't, I can't keep them. I, I hire somebody and then they just, they just leave or they just don't know what to do. Like, it's this place of first they have to hire. Some people are in that place. They just need to go hire. Then there's people who are like, I've tried that and that didn't work. <laughs> right? And I'm hearing you say the solution is get in there, train them, spend time, effort, money. You want to add anything to that, please? Uh, hire warm where you hire somebody close to you. Now, that may be somebody where you, you currently, I, I've seen it. Very, very well where you go to a tile store and you find somebody who's very educated in the tile world, but they're not very well taken care of within that business. That would be a warm, warm person to hire somebody, you know, somebody, you know, they know what they're doing. You can put applications, you can get applications from hundreds of people. You can hire all of them. They may not ever work, but if you hire somebody that you know has experience and you know has and maybe not all the best experience, but you can, you can, something you can start with and work with somebody who's already knowledgeable. Uh, one of the ladies I hired, she worked with computers. She had nothing to do with construction, but she bought and sold computer parts online. And I knew that that selling, I made her my sales manager because I knew that that selling was in her DNA already. And she knew that how to sell. And from there, I just needed to train her how to do the work and yeah. how to, you know, how to how sell our brand. Yeah. How to trans transition from computers to remodeling and construction. Uh, there's the hiring, you know, is the first key. Once you hire the right people, uh, and then make them all work together because the three ladies in the office, they can independently call me all day long. Or they can just talk to each other and help figure out amongst each other, yeah. you know, how to solve different problems, scheduling issues, uh, material pickups. You get, you get materials all in one spot. You can be picked up all at one time for all the jobs. It doesn't have to be, you know, individual yes. pickups for each job. So, yeah, you know, figuring out how to streamline things and make things, uh, you know, all in one. Yeah. That's. It, it it's easy at that point and it you, sounds uh, easy you can say you can say anything it sounds easy but you know but you've done it you've done it and so you can say that not only i'm sure there's some difficulty i know everything we've been talking about has been difficult at stages for me but i wouldn't go 
back. I wouldn't stop trying to hire or train. No, you, you can't. You can't build a business. You, you have a job otherwise. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, there's, once you commit to it, it if you stop, um, I mean, the only, the only thing that could, could really stop me would be a health thing. That would be the only thing that would stop me from doing what I do because I love it. I love making people's houses look nicer. I love the smile on their face. I love all the messages I get to tell people say, you're awesome. Your team's awesome. I love you're this guy or that guy. Those, those things are what drives me. I, okay. I hardly even look at the money in the deal because I know as long as we're bidding it correctly, the money's there. Yep. You know, we'll, we'll figure that part out. We, if we do our job correctly, the money will be there. Yeah. hundred so, percent. Jeff, um, I want to flip the coin on you. We've been talking a lot about stuff that you've done well and some good decisions that you've made. I love good decisions. I think that our history is made up of, of a lot of good decisions. Generally speaking, that's why the reason why we are where we are, but there's always those bad decisions too. So I want you to give us a good example and a story, maybe with some good details inside of Something that uh, just wasn't so hot. Mm, that hurts. Um, <laughs> I hired a guy. And like well, I hired a couple guys. So it's along that same vein you're talking about of hiring. Uh, I hired a guy and he, he really came in and he knew what he was doing. But he hired the wrong people. And mm. he brought in some really bad apples. And that, and that happened several times along the way. One instance, we were doing a bathroom and the guy came in and he was doing, he was doing the work. Everything was going okay with the shower. Um, but one of the guys who was there working with him called me that night. He said, Jeff, I got something to tell you. And I, okay, talk to me. It's late. It's nine o'clock. Tell me what, what's up. What would you do if somebody, if you saw somebody steal something on your job? You work for me. Like, tell me what, what are you, what are you trying to tell me? Right. The guy, the guy was working there today. He took a Rolex. He took a Rolex out of a customer's house. So yeah, I, uh, jumped in the car and I went to his house and we got the Rolex back, retrieved the goods and went straight back to the homeowner's house the next morning and put it back where he took it from. And I never told the homeowner. It didn't end bad, but yeah, it's a lot of heartache and a lot of, a lot of things that, you know, I had that guy working for me for, I don't know, four or five months. He could have did that in many houses. Yeah. Uh, and you just don't know about people and how they're going to, how they're going to change. That's why I say hire warm, hire people. You feel like, you know, yeah. uh, and it, it can go bad for those people too, but yep, you know, the hiring process here, uh, I'll try people out in certain places, but I won't try them out in houses that are, you know, million dollar houses where, the, where there's a Rolex. Yes. Yes. And we, we do other kinds of projects too. I, I, I have to make sure I keep our teams busy. Yeah. You know, every, everybody wants to make six figures or seven figures doing what we do. Like, right. So, you know, I have to keep them busy and we'll do, we'll do a, a bank or a hotel, or we'll do something that's, yeah. we'll lower our price point to work in those places. But our primary business is residential remodeling. I am remodeling. 
Hey, kings and queens, Chaz Wolf. I want to talk to you about something that's super important to me. We put a lot of time and effort, we meaning myself and my team, into this podcast, into the content that goes out every single day. And if you have been getting any sort of value or insight from this, we want it to be able to reach other business owners too. So we would love if you would like, comment, share, leave a review, post, share again, <laughs> all of the things on social media, on all the different platforms, or even on the podcast mediums of Apple and Spotify. We would love to be able to get our content into more hands, more entrepreneurs, so they can grow their business as quick as possible. Together, we are building a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are committed to growing their businesses to new heights. So let's do this. Let's help each other. Let's help each other grow. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I think that what I've, what I've learned from that um, scenario really isn't even the, the bad hiring decision because those are going to come. You're not an ape to it now. It's not like you can't, it's not like you're immune to it is what I mean to say. I'm going to hire somebody in the next 20 years, probably multiple that were didn't vet them enough. Didn't, it wasn't a good fit. They changed their life circumstances changed, whatever. But what I learned from you in that moment was the speed to action. So the speed to resolve um, the situation, the conflict, the whatever. Um, and so that part wasn't the mistake. I think that if you had set on it that night, if you had, you know, delayed on any, I mean, like the urgency that you acted immediately with um, is what solved the problem. Absolutely. We, yeah, I could have been arrested. They could have came and drugged me out of the house the next day. I mean, I, right. there's, there's no telling what could have happened had we waited. Yeah. And, you know, we're fortunate the guy didn't sell the thing. He could have went out and sold it for 500 bucks and, yep. or whatever. He, you know, anything could have happened, but we were able to resolve that. And, you know, yeah. we, we, we didn't have to break any arms or legs or anything. He, <laughs> he came and he said. Peaceful transfer. He said, I'm really sorry. I just wanted to show it to my wife. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad she got a look. Yes. Uh, won't be any more they opportunities to get a look on these jobs. They, they have them at the jewelry store, so you can take her there. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's right. Okay. So what about nowadays? You know, so that was back then. But what about now when it comes to making decisions? Is there sort of a discipline or maybe a process that you have when something comes across your desk? Yeah. Um, I think making decisions now is, can we do it or not? Is it a fit or not? Right. Um, that's step one. You know, every, every lead that comes in, I either field it or I'm part of the discernment on, are we going to use, are, are they going to use our services or are we going to, you know, pass on it? And we don't, we don't pass on a lot. We may overbid on some things, but we don't pass right. on a lot. It's generally... How fast does a customer need it? Um, do they have the budget for our, for our services? And, you know, from there, the lead goes in, we schedule an appointment. Uh, since COVID, you know, I've been a huge proponent of virtual. Send me pictures, send me measurements, send me specs on your materials and I'll give you a price. And it won't be an exact price, but it'll be, it'll be a ballpark to know if we're a good fit. Right. And I don't mind doing that. I may do 10 of those a week just, just by, you know, message. We have a lot of realtors we work with. Uh, I have a pretty, pretty good size Providence Realty Group in Dallas. They send me tons of leads. Yeah. We also have several designers we work with and those generally aren't lead. Those are jobs. 
When they call us, they give us a list of things. This is what we need. Here to is on. what we need. <laughs> yep. They, they've already vetted the client. They've already gotten their deposit. They've already worked up the scope of work. Yep. And then at that point, the client can decide, do they want to scale down, scale up, modify. Right. And we work on those projects for up to a year sometimes yep. where they're, they're pretty extensive jobs. And, you know, they, they order things that don't come in for six months or a year. Right. They have things cu custom made and, um, you know, those are the, those are the good jobs. That's our, I'd say bread and butter Yeah, where, you know, we come in and we're working, you know, late into the night, the clients move out, they go on vacation for three weeks and right. we work on their, on their home. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Our, I think, I think that obviously the, the niche that you're referring to is just like where you found home is just this, in this detail, let's say you even have it on your shirt, just the detail, the type of person that responds to detail, that likes high attention to detail, you know, um, I think that those, a lot of people would say, I don't want that client because they're going to be difficult. Um, but I think it can be difficult for somebody who doesn't pay attention. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, if lack of supervision, lack of attention to detail, or just lack of skill, those, yep. those things will turn you off from doing those kind of jobs. And, and some people don't like to be trapped in a house for three weeks. Some people would rather work on a different job every other day. And, and that's fine. But, I, you know, our niche is, is coming in and making sure that, you know, we take care of every detail down to the, to the corners. Like that, that was our original slogan was detail style, even the corners. Yeah. And um, I just think, yeah, I just think that a lot of the guys that work with us, they understand. And they, they were kind of. Of course, you come in, you're, you're hesitant on how we work at first because, you know, these are big jobs and these are really expensive houses and you got a lot of layers, right? When we get approvals, we're getting approvals from a designer, from a yeah. homeowner. Sometimes there's other trades, other builders involved in this. And, right. and you know, there's a lot of layers to this sometimes, but I'll, I, I think we, we do a really good job of, of communicating group messages and making sure that everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, communication is huge. You're given you're given so many small things um, tactically without even knowing it. Um, you, it's been great. You're, it's flowing right out of you. So thank you. I do want to transition to a speed round. I'm going to kind of come at you in a couple of different um, angles here. I want to know if you dwindled your entire business down to one metric, what would you track? One thing that's really hard to track, but I track happiness, okay, um, satisfaction of clients, okay. If I look back at the 500, last 500 jobs we did, how many of those people were happy in the end and how many of those people were unhappy at the end? Uh, and it, generally they're, they're going to argue about their bill if they're not happy. I mean, that's going right. to be the, the main part of it. But I would say we're way under 1% on people who are unhappy in the end with their product. Yeah. And you know, that, that's the metric I look at is, are they satisfied? And right. Every job's not a home run, but if you continue to satisfy people, you're going to continue to grow and continue to get more work and continue to, to keep that. And if, if you're working with somebody and it, it just, it fizzles out and you're like, okay, I don't, we don't, we don't mesh anymore. That happens. You know, you work with somebody five years and then all of a sudden you're not, you're just, yeah. they want to do something else. You want to do something else. You're not working with them. That's, that happens, but you know the metric of happiness. I, and I don't, I, besides, besides looking at the invoices and saying, 
they paid, they paid, they paid, they paid, they paid. Right. Most of those people were 110% happy. Like, yeah. And referrals is, referrals is probably the other metric too, where, right. How many referrals do you get from your clients? Because they won't tell their friends if, if you did a bad job. Nope. Nope. They they weren't satisfied. They're they're not, they're not telling the neighbor, the cousin, they're not telling anybody. They'll tell them what a bad job you did, but they won't tell them what a good job you did. That's right. That's right. Jeff, what, what book would you recommend for a six figure business owner to read? The Bible. Uh, that's a good one. I like that I, one. <laughs> I, I would, I would say I'm not a huge reader. Uh, okay. just, just because it makes me sleepy. You know? <laughs> yeah. I can't, I, I can't make it through a chapter without it. Uh, uh I relate but, to that. <laughs> but, but no, I think, you know, the Bible would definitely be one that you can pull a lot of, a lot of parables out of a lot of things that you know, don't make a lot of sense in today's world, but make a ton of sense at the same time where, mm-hmm. you know, you find, you find things that, you know, practices like, you know, give something ahead of time. You, you give your clients, you know, what they just something and they'll take it and say, okay, thank you for that. Now I'm going to give you all the work, you know, I'm, we're going to do the entire house, right. You know, and instead of just coming in and, and, you know, trying to get the money and run and okay, yeah. I did the bathroom. I'm done. Be the minute. I look to be, I look to be these people's contractor for life. Yeah. You know, every time they're looking for something fixed or something in, in 2016, we had, and I know this is a little off subject, but we had a, a hailstorm hit our city and the hail balls were softballs. Yeah. I had so many clients in our city. Our, our city is 25,000 people or so. I had so many, so many clients in our, in our city. We, we didn't sleep. Uh, and that was literally because family, friends, church members, people I've known for years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they just trusted me with their homes and they, yeah. they put, they put faith in us to come in and, you know, when, when those hail balls came through the roof, it damaged bathrooms, kitchens, floors, furniture complete guts the whole city had tarps yeah and i i know in kansas city you probably have some some oh, yeah wicked weather um we do in texas too and you know it's just i think i think the the feeling you get from helping those people and getting them back to you know whole again that right yeah no it's good and and you can definitely pick that up from the bible for sure <laughs> yeah i what do you think about networking and or masterminding with other entrepreneurs? What do I think about it? Oh my God, that, that's how I grew the business was meeting plumbers, uh, meeting electricians, then networking with glass guys, shower, shower frameless glass guys. Uh, they, they all need that other trade. Yeah. They all work hand in hand and you know, you, you talk to the guys who do the work, but talking to the business owners. And telling them that, look, we're, if you're a plumber, you're going to do 80 jobs a year for us or more. You're, you, and we're going to refer you when we don't want the job, when it's just changing out a water heater or you got a slab leak or whatever the problem is. Right. We'll just tell them to you, call you and use you. And, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get tons of work with us. Just be our referral partner. Yeah. And that, that goes with the, 
the suppliers as well. When you, when yeah. you talk about who provides us with the materials, the tile, the setting materials, the grout, those people will give us as many jobs as we buy from them. So if we make home base with one tile company and we buy all our materials with them, every designer that comes in and says, do you know any good tile people? That's me. That's who. Yeah. So yep. we try to attend all of their events. I yep. try to have one of, one of our team members at every casino night or every barbecue or everything that they're going to have. I try to have somebody there to make yep. sure that we're represented yep. and that if there's an opportunity to keep, keep our name out there and continue business with somebody, we, we continue, we, we push for that. Yep. I love the, love the mindset there. Last question here for you, Jeff, if you lost it all, what would you do? Uh, well, if you spread it out enough, losing it all is really not an option. Yeah. Um, that's right. You know, we keep a lot of jobs in progress and I, I guess there's, there's always, you know, if I lost it all, it would be my health. Those, you know, that, that's the one thing that, what would I do? I, somebody, somebody would have to take care of me. And then I feel like I've taken good enough care of people around me and my family. And that I feel like somebody would take care of me because I've done my best for, for them. Yeah. So I think I would be okay. I feel like I've built, built myself up to be okay. And, uh, but the business side, if you have, if you have your health intact and you lose it all, you just, it no big deal. Cause you just do it again. Yeah, I, I have the same mindset with tile work as with anything. That's we. I tell you, we do a little real estate too. Yeah, um, I'm definitely not a slumlord. We make sure we take care of our houses. We make sure that the people are comfortable. If their AC goes out, you right. know, fix it right away. Uh, and you know, there's just there's there's no way to lose it all when you when you spread it out. You know, if you're if your dad's okay and your cousins are okay and you know, if everybody's doing well, you're not going to lose it all because you can yeah. come right back. You know, the, the mindset that you're, that I've, I've never had the answer given quite like this, but I want to, I want to use some language inside of gathering the Kings. Obviously we, we talk about what it is to be a King and, and even the transition from warrior to King and warrior is pretty selfish and, and, and rightfully so you got to grow, you got to be selfish for a minute and you got to grow the business and you got to get it to a certain point to be able to think about others. And that's really where the, you know, the King mindset comes in is that it's about your team. It's about the clients, about the community, church, your family, you know, buying back your time, leveraging resources, leveraging key relationships like this. And so everything that you just said about you've been being a King, you've been taking care of people. You've been pouring out when you probably didn't have to. You've been pushing the line and taking care of people over here and over here and putting investment over here and leveraging resource and relationship over here, here, and here. And so you're right that if it quote unquote all fell away, there would be so many deposits that you've made um, in your people inside of the quote unquote kingdom or even other kings um, that I, I love the perspective of like, bro, I, I, it wouldn't be a big deal because I just call my, I call the, I, Call the neighboring king. It, you know, uh, the, the realtors asked me to get my license. They almost begged me to get my license. Yeah. I'm like, eh, but you can make so much money. I, I got to read a book to do that. I, yep. I need you to make money when I refer you know, people to you. 
I've had, I've had the plumbers try to hire me and I'm like, I understand plumbing. I know plumbing, but I don't want to spend all that time to get a license and then continuing education and all that stuff. I'd rather just hire you to do the plumbing. Yeah. But those are just, you just think of all the options you would have if I lost it all. If, if details tile fell apart, I had no more jobs nobody wanted to hire me. Well then, you know, I, I would, I would network with somebody else and we would start over again and do it all over again. I mean, that would be yeah. the only option. So yeah, hundred percent. And, and you and me would always have an option to, to be some sort of a spokes team for a bearded company. That is, that is an option for sure. <laughs> Jeff, you've been incredible. How can the listener connect with you? That is another way that we market, which we don't spend any money on this really. I mean, besides, besides I pay my daughter to do our social media, right. Um, you know, we Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, TikTok. We, we do all of them. Uh, and it's, I think it's connected with the younger audience and sure. that younger audience grows up and they're have houses and they love, they absolutely love it. They, they've never seen anything like it. And, you know, I think TikTok has really exploded and yeah. Yeah. I think that just the ability to reach each other through social media. Yeah. Details tile. That's all you have to look for is details tile. Search any, any of the platforms, details tile, and you'll see us. Um, cool. Yeah, you've yeah. been, you've been uh, insightful, uh, purposeful um, in your answers. You, you've been a king, my man, and I appreciate your perspective, even just your time here today. Um, we wish you nothing but, but uh, success, blessing on your family, your, your, your uh, ginormous estate, your business, your team, <laughs> all of it, man. I love it. Thanks for being here. Ch Hey, Chaz, you know, uh, Kansas City is really not that far. So uh -huh. whenever, whenever that new house starts to fall apart, let mm -hmm. me know and I'll be there. Like, I'll be, be there. there. I'll be there. I'll I, be, hey, look, I'll I got, I got several guys in my mastermind group who are coming here, hopefully to do a, like a water feature. And I got another guy going to, you know, work out some, some, uh, some, some outdoor things. I don't know what he's going to put in, but, but yes, yes. And yes, uh, we will continue the relationship for sure. Again, thanks for being here, brother. Whatever you need, let me know. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1000 Kings specifically who are grateful, but not done. We're intentionally assembling Kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family and communities. And here's what we believe that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.